0: Hi, I'm Gracie Sarkeesian, the Executive Director at the NYU Wasserman Center, and this is All in a Day's Work, the podcast we've created for you. The NYU network is expansive, and our alumni have an array of unique experiences. All in a Day's Work will bring you episodes featuring members of the NYU community doing interesting work and navigating the professional world. We're excited to share their stories with you. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Hello, and welcome to another episode of All in a Day's Work. Today, Diana Mendez speaks with Sonia Navarro-Giraldo. Sonia is a digital marketing professional at the Department for General Assembly and Conference Management at the United Nations. And before that, she earned her master's degree in integrated marketing with an emphasis in digital marketing from NYU. We hope you guys enjoy the conversation.
1: Sonia, thank you so much for talking to us today.
2: Thanks, Diana. I'm happy to be here with NYU.
1: Wonderful. I have a lot of questions for you today and a lot of topics I'd like to touch on. But before we get to that, can you just talk about what you studied as an undergraduate and what you were doing before you decided to pursue graduate study at NYU?
2: Well, I studied in Colombia, where I'm originally from, at the Universidad de Los Andes in Bogotá, where I earned my bachelor's degree in science bacteriology. I worked a couple of years with uh, labs and blood banks, and then I transitioned into marketing with a multinational healthcare company, working with uh, clinic, hospitals, and uh, doctor, nurses, and of course, bacteriologists. Then I got married and moved to the United States, and it took me some time to get back to work, and my first opportunity was at uh, a financial company working as an assistant for a financial advisor which was a totally new industry for me. And there I progressed my career into well-management as advisor associate, where I ended up managing an office of a team of uh, three full-time employees and a couple of interns. And this is where I got the opportunity to take a social media course with NYU, which was uh, fundamental to develop the entire brand strategy at work. And that's when I realized that my real passion was marketing. And uh, later on, I found out that NYU had a program, and I immersed myself 100% on that program.
1: Before we talk more about your time at NYU, can you tell me a bit more about your first few years transitioning from studying and working in Colombia to working in the United States? What sort of challenges did you face as an immigrant and as a woman?
2: I've got experience as a trainer and marketing specialist in Colombia, which I thought I could use here in the U.S., but it turned out that the companies that I was applying for, that didn't count because they were expecting that I would have that kind of experience in the U.S., and without any connections in the field, those type of positions were no longer an option. That's when, thanks to a woman that I met at the gym, I found the financial company opportunity. At the beginning, I was insecure because I didn't know the jargon or how to operate. Everything was new, from industry, a country with a different culture and language. However, I used it as my fuel. I love challenges. I was working in Long Island, New York with clients that were mainly born and raised in America. And they were not so used to listening to people with a strong accent on the other end of the line. And that's when I faced one of my biggest challenges. My boss at the time told me, you need to get a speech therapist because people are complaining that they don't understand you when you call them. And to be honest with myself, it was fair feedback from him at the time. So in a situation like that, you either can play victim Or you can turn around and say, this is what I need to learn to take myself to the next level. So I looked for solutions, and I came across an accent reduction course that helped me to improve. In addition, I was working mainly with men, and they were sarcastic and made jokes about my accent or how I was expressing myself. So it was a little intimidating, but I learned to diffuse them, joking back at them and not taking things personally. For example, telling them, oh, sorry, English is not my first language. It's my second language. And it was a reminder for myself, too. People started to see that I wasn't taking those comments seriously, and they changed their attitude.
1: Based on the challenges you just mentioned, do you have any other advice for other international students or alumni who are having difficulty navigating working life in the U.S., especially having to do with microaggressions in the workplace?
2: I would suggest to immerse and engage in the culture. Something that helped me then and I continue doing today is reading the news and finding out what's going on with the sports, politics, and in general in the country. Conversations and small talk will be around that. About my progressions, first, you need to be prepared for them and mean people because they will be everywhere you go no matter where you are from, gender, or race. In my case, at the beginning, because I wasn't familiar with some expressions, I didn't even recognize if someone was trying to make me feel badly or undermine me. So that was an advantage. When I got deeper in the culture and I realized those things, I tried not to take it personally and focus more on learning new things or improving the ones that I already knew. I chose to avoid those people
1: and their comments. Thank you for that great advice. Um, I'd like to transition now and talk more about your time at NYU. How did you come to the decision to pursue a degree in digital marketing at SPS?
2: Well, I was working at the financial company when I did a course about uh, social media. At that time, it was uh, just new and it was just becoming popular. And it was new for my boss. So when uh, he saw the results that we obtained by creating his social media channels and connecting with prospects and clients, it was an eye-opener for him and for me. And that actually made me look deeper into digital marketing. So I did some research and saw that NYU had a program in integrated marketing with emphasis in in digital. And um, thanks to that experience that I had with the social media course, because it took me two hours to get from Long Island into New York City while I was uh, working full-time, I knew I wanted to experience every aspect of graduate life, and it wouldn't be fair with my employer or with me, and that's when I made the decision to become um, a full-time graduate uh, student. I knew it was a risk because there was no job waiting for me, but I thought it was totally worth it.
1: Great. Thank you. More generally, what is it that drew you to marketing and in particular social media management? And how do you think this degree has helped shape your career post graduation? Well, I
2: just love marketing, whether it's digital or social media. I always have been working with marketing in one way or another in Colombia and here in the U.S. And I noticed that I'm more, I was more engaged and committed when I was working on projects related with marketing. Let's say, spearheading and executing a customer acquisition strategy uh, or maybe a logical campaign across all marketing channels. Social media at the time was just a new way of communication. And the challenge at that moment, it was like limited characters and you need to transmit in a short message and attract the attention of your audience at that particular moment, that was new for me and since I'm an avid learner, I needed to get into it i I was obsessed researching about that and something that helped me the the program it was gave me more confidence by getting knowledge from brilliant and experienced professors that were working already in the industry. I got tools to navigate the job market, which I needed after reinventing myself and starting a new career. I was able to visit and and research and see new companies, which expanded my vision. And I understand and learned how every work experience that you get, it goes into a transferable skills that you can use in any position that you apply for. And it expanded my network. And most importantly, created true friendships that I know they, they will last a lifetime. And I know that they will be there for me as much as I will be there for them.
1: Can you talk some more about your internship experience while you were in graduate school? And how did you end up landing your first internship position? Well, for me, internships
2: were one of my main goals when I started the program. I was determined to get the most experience during my two years. I knew I was at a grand institution in New York City where there were many agencies and companies. I wanted to be exposed to all kinds of jobs, and I landed different internships and projects. In a startup, uh, I work in projects uh, with people that uh, I knew from my previous career, and I was even recommended by a professor. But my first interview, I got it through a friend that I reached out during the time that I was uh, researching school, schools and marketing programs, and uh, he was already working in an agency. So for me, it was a a great resource. So uh, during my first semester, uh, on a weekend, a friend of his working in another agency reached out looking for a summer intern, and right away he thought about me. So he told me, and I sent the same day the resume, and by the next day, I got uh, an email for an interview, and I got the position. It was as a social media coordinator managing McDonald's first Hispanic market Twitter campaign. I learned a lot during that internship because I never worked in an agency before, so it was my first experience on an agency. But most importantly, it made me realize how to use Spanish for the American Hispanic market, which has people from different Spanish-speaking countries. And for that reason, words and expressions have different meanings depending on the roots or where the people are coming from. I never thought or never realized about that because I never had to work with the American Hispanic market.
1: You've mentioned how you have gotten a lot of opportunities through friends and colleagues. What is your philosophy and approach to building and maintaining a professional network?
2: Networking is key. It's not only what you know, but also who you know. I believe in the power of people. I'm a curious person, and that's how I navigate my life. If you want to know about a specific topic or even a person, what do you do? You ask questions. Well, you can ask those questions to people and between those, you get to connect with them, learn through their experiences and what they have been through, not only at work, but also in their personal life. I think that's a fun way of seeing networking. You are just getting to know new people and you never know what big lesson you can learn from them, or maybe they will learn from you. Of course, it's impossible to keep in touch with everybody all the time but there are moments that could help you do it. For example, when you remember something about a conversation that you were having with someone and you share with that person helpful information about that specific topic. Or you serve as a connector between people with similar interests. In addition, let's say during holidays, such as uh, Thanksgiving, I use it as a way to reach out or reconnect with people through acts of uh, or messages. Of gratitude.
1: You now work for the United Nations. Can you tell me more about what it's like to work in such a globally minded organization, especially compared to some of the more US centric companies you worked for in the past? It was
2: certainly a big change for me. The United Nations is the most diverse group of people that I have worked with. You work with colleagues from different countries and background experiences which makes it a rich experience, not only professionally, but personally. I know in New York we are exposed to that, but at the UN, you walk the halls and you hear them speaking in the languages, dressing as if they were in their own countries. It's literally a daily reunion of countries. And it's not one or a couple of members of your team. It's your entire team and every person that you interact with from the security officer to the cashier at the cafeteria and the person in the next office or cubicle. Every day, there are meetings and events that involve people and situations that are happening around the world, not necessarily related with your department or work, but that help you to be exposed and learn what's going on globally. The way that you communicate is different. The organization makes emphasis on inclusive language and that everyone, independent of race, country, gender, would be included, not leaving anyone behind. The UN is a multilingual institution. There are six official languages, English, French, Chinese, Arabic, Russian, and Spanish, and there are courses in every one of these languages. Moreover, speaking any other language is considered an asset. That diverse environment brings constant innovation and makes you evolve to see things from a different perspective. It's like a crash course of how to work, interact, and grow within a team in a different country or countries, but without leaving New York.
1: That's such great insight into working at the UN. I'm sure many NYU students and alumni aspire to work there one day. Do you have any advice for anyone hoping to make themselves competitive for a position there? Well, first of all,
2: the recruitment process at the UN is based on that everybody should be treated equally and get a fair chance. So to this end, all posts are advertised in a public website which is careers.un.org, which contains information about the application process and how to better prepare for technical tests and interview. I recommend that you go and read carefully in order to understand in which areas you are qualified to work in. I also recommend you to be patient because your timeline is completely different to the UN. And what I mean by that is that the process is very competitive and there are many applicants for each opening, which it it makes it that they uh, do the properly assess of each candidate and take some time. But regardless of your qualifications and experience, you need to know and embrace the UN values, which I suggest that you start by reading the charter of the UN. Tests and assessments vary depending on the post. If you succeed, on uh, the test and assessment, you will be invited to to have a competency-based interview. You need to show your value and connection with the organization from your application to your interview. And remember, like I mentioned before, if you know any of the six official languages or any other language, that's an asset that you need to use in your application and during your interview. And there are Different ways to apply. One of those is the competitive examinations intended to be rostered of candidates. One of those is the Young Professional Program, the YPP, which is held once a year in different subjects and is open to participants of underrepresented countries. There are different uh, programs of of uh, internships, and of course you can apply to any post in the world since the UN works. Globally.
1: More generally, what advice do you have for anyone who's interested in digital and social media marketing? What makes a strong employee in this field? Well, my opinion, I think that person needs to be
2: curious, uh, needs to remain flexible and stays tuned in her his learning abilities in order to adapt and stay abreast to future changes. But always keeping the fundamentals as a reference, let's say, to develop uh, user journeys, campaigns, analyze competition and more. That person needs to know how to reach audiences, evolving through social media platforms and media types, as well as where the eyeballs are going to be. Knowing the different technology available to reach customers at a scale, such as uh, CR system uh, and data management platforms. Being a good storyteller is key. You should be able to deliver a message in an engaging way because nothing engages more than a good story and the way that is delivered. And that person needs to know the numbers. Basically, needs to have some analytics background, know how to read and analyze the numbers. Taking one of the greatest advantages of digital, which is being able to test, learn, and adjust. You will know if something is working or not by looking at your numbers.
1: Sonia, you've had such a great career and life experiences. What's next for you? Well, during my time at the UN,
2: I have worked in different projects with uh, other units and departments, and I was a exposed to other programs and initiatives from which I learn about the institution and all those initiatives. So I want to continue learning and growing in my role with the digital publications and add more value to the UN. And uh, I also look uh, forward to expanding collaboration and network with uh, other departments. But of course, I still have incredible passion for digital and the communication space. So maybe I could end up doing something like that for the UN and bridge uh, them together. I'm very open to the possibilities of what the future might bring.
1: That's great. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Sonia, and providing such great advice to our listeners.
2: Thank you. Thanks for inviting me, and I hope uh, people enjoyed this conversation that we had.
1: Thank you so much again. This has been Diana Mendez from All in a Day's Work. Thanks for listening.
0: If you want to learn more about the services that are offered at the Wasserman Center, you can log on to our career portal, Handshake, through your NYU homepage. Today's episode was hosted by Diana Mendez with episode guest Sonia navarro Giraldo. We're produced by Miriam Miller and Ben Barzilai, edited by Ben Barzilai, and created with support from Nia Beresford, Danielle Crystal, Haley Garofalo, Joseph Mercadante, Kerry Kontianis, and Sarah Rosenthal. That's all in a day's work. Thanks for listening.